When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf of That Podcast once again inside the radio Yeah, uh, hello, hello, How you hello. Doing? Yeah, good, we got two, let's just get this out of the way We've got two massive issues here on yeah. today's episode No, three massive issues that three I want yeah, yeah, to hit you Yo, yo, Issue yo, number yo. one. Yeah. Your internet connection today is dog shit. Have you, has it been bad since we've been talking? Well, you, you're a bit jittery, I'd say. Yeah, but I've had like, I've had a couple of espresso. I've had a massive lunch as well. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm talking about the, the connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I've got more people. I, 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 I can tell the difference between Zoom chopping in and out and you having a coffee. <laughs> no, but I've got more people in my house as well than normal. Oh, right. Are they all like, and what are they doing? Maybe surfing, bro. Maybe surfing. Yeah, hitting that World Wide Web. Uh, Issue number two. Yeah. We recorded an episode yesterday. Yeah. And so, I mean, God knows what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Yeah, it's tough. I mean, also, because yesterday was like a celebration of that amazing feat. We've had a special all about that, but it was an incredible... That yeah. wasn't a special. What did you say? <laughs> no, no, a special for like an incredible feat that was like, you know. That wasn't a special. No, 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 no. That wasn't a special that we did yesterday. It was, no, a, it was, a, bonus. It was a regularly scheduled bonus episode. Yeah. And we talked about your thing. That doesn't, it's not the cycling special, that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what people on the like Instagram and Twitter are calling it. They're calling yeah. it what? The cycling special. Like, yeah. It's like a feat of strength. What? That you. <laughs> That you rode. Around. I mean, why, where, where's where's Catherine's feet straight? Oh yeah, she was an electric bike. She, she was an electric bike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The third issue is there's no bonus episode this week. Oh like, man. We sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm, Tom, I'm, I'm, Tom's I'm on, on holiday. Well, hopefully I'll be on holiday as this goes out. You know, you're going away, right? Yeah, mm. You're going away in a couple of weeks. It's very nerve wracking. The anxiety of going through all the paperwork you've got to do and the tests you have to do before you go. Mm. then are you going to be allowed into the country going to is that country going to be on the list that it's already on the whole time you're away yeah will it happen will it will it change while you're in the air yeah that's the big worry i mean flying on a saturday hopefully i don't think yeah land there and then it's cavity searches all round. oh that'd be nice Uh, Mm. (laughs) uh, i I normally request that on landing actually as part of the transfer (laughs) from the airport (laughs) you you literally come on the airplane With your trousers and your knickers, right? Your Can I have the suspected terrorist experience, please? <laughs> Hello again, Roger. 
Mate, I, I was I was I was at LAX once, like like right. coming back, and this guy came up to me and he said, uh, one of the security guys said, um, "Oh, we've got a special queue. Like it's a faster queue. Let, let me to come follow me, sir." And I followed him, and he put me at the back of a queue that was just exclusively brown men with beards. It, really? like, it, yeah, it couldn't have been more blatant. It was fucking amazing, man. It was. It did was you obvious. did you make that observation, sir? Well, out loud, like started doing a bit about it. What's the deal with these um, <laughs> guys? Guys, uh, what's the deal with these uh, oh, supposed supposed fast track queues? Huh? I suppose they're going to ask us to take our shoes off. <laughs> yeah. guy, the queue one guy. guy, one guy puts a bob in his shoe, then all of a sudden we've all got to go barefoot <laughs> through security. Am I right? What's the just deal my, with that? Just my fucking luck to be st- stood next to fucking Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, actually a comedian back in England. Oh, oh, right. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wow. Tapping him on the shoulder. Sorry, sorry. Uh, back in England, oh no, I'm a, I'm a comedian. That's true about that. Do you know as well, we went to um, to get Catherine's uh, vaccine. Uh, not vaccines, or a test yesterday. She had to do a PCR test, right? Yeah. So we booked it uh, at this place. I think it's called Vivo or Vito Clinic, right? We turn up at this clinic. I'm not joking. There was a bit of a how, how did you find this clinic? Uh, we found it online with okay. PCR PCR tests. It was actually like in one of the top search places. And it was literally like, it was like someone's house or a flat. Mm. And at the front, they just put like a bit of A4 paper and written in like luminous green and luminous uh, pink marker, Veto Clinic. Please inside, tell me you're joking. No, I swear I can send you the picture. I'll put a picture up on it, yeah. It was honestly, we, we got there and I was like, this is awful. Catherine went to do the test and said, can I do the test in my own car? There was like 15 people there with no masks on. Even the woman working there had no PPE. I know the rules have changed, blah, 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 but come on. And she was like, everyone's just stand, standing around chatting. And she was like, this is meant to be a place that people potentially would go if they thought they had COVID. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we changed. Uh, and then we had to go to the, a place called Corby and get our... Uh, the tests. Have you ever been to Corby? Corby, as in Corby near Leicester. Corby. Yeah, yeah. You went have to you Corby. Been... <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Corby? Yeah, I did a gi- I did a gig there years ago. And Why the you... fuck did you go to Corby? It was the closest place we could get, like a, a twenty four hour or not even a, 20, a twelve hour test. How far was um, that from you? Uh, it's an hour, about an hour. Okay. Oh, fine, fine. Uh, have you? What, what did you make of Corby? I did not have a good gig. It's my recollection of Corby. But well, 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 I didn't see Corby, though. I turned up at the venue. I delivered well, 20 minutes of fairly substandard material, and then I left. Yeah, it's a... Um, it's a straight... It's a... Well, it, it, feels like you, it feels like you want to say what you think of Corby, but you're slightly nervous no, because no, I, you know that you've got quite a dedicated fan base in let Corby. Let me just... I'll, I'll, yeah, probably that's the trouble of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I will say, just shout out to the people at the the pharmacy that we got the test done. They're amazing. There's a couple of people I I, I spent a little bit of time chatting to. Uh, I've never felt like for for many a year that I was about to get mugged in broad daylight on one of the sunniest days of the year as like the feeling of pulling my car up in like a car park. Me and Catherine pulled up, and there's these three guys, and they looked at me like, "Oh, we're going to mug you now." And yeah. like one of them was one of them was genuinely just doing a drug deal as this happened. He was yeah. clearly doing a drug deal. And then they were uh ironed us up and then when we came back, they were like literally 
the next level of what they would be doing is like punching an open fist and like making like slashes with their throat. It was a, it was an aggression. There was an air of aggression in the place, mm. which is sad because you know there's a, there's a lovely Italian place they've got on a the corner there, and there's you know there's probably a nice vibe. But yeah, these 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 three sort of quite intense looking guys really sort of ruined the vibe for me. So so these three guys so when you when you asked me about how i found corby was that because you thought i might have come across these three guys that ruined the experience for you no no but in general corby's got it's got a bit more of a reputation i didn't know much about Cor- corby but subsequently everyone i've said i went to corby to get the test and oh god you went to corby yeah i know and actually that i i, I wanted to go you know what i found some very sweet t- souls in corby there was a, a yeah. nice sweetness to it but Sadly, you know, like when, right, okay, you go for a meal, right? What's your favourite meal that you, you go for? Probably a curry. Okay, same, right? So you have a fucking outstanding, some outstanding poppadoms, right? Yeah. You then, you know, for, for your start, I don't know what you're going to rock for your start, maybe you have some samosas. Can I, can, I, can I just stop you a second, all right? Because is all of this what we have for each course essential to this fucking analogy. No, all right, yeah. It, okay, yeah, right. In a way. Right, okay. You have your favourite... We don't have to go through what the fucking courses are, okay? Right, okay. Right, I don't so want to start... sit here 15 minutes out. So obviously, you know, you decided between a pistachio and a mango coffee. <laughs> sort of whatever, whatever you fancy. For whatever fucking example you're trying to give. Right, yeah, yeah. So that's where I was going to get to, right? right? So yeah, you have all your courses that you like. You're enjoying it. It's beautiful, yeah. right? You then come to uh, your dessert, right? Okay. And there is, a, you, do you know those amazing things that they do? Like they do these chocolate ball things and they're in a coconut ice cream. Have you had those? Yeah, Maybe I hate them. Oh, I love them. Anyway, you have one because you like them in this instant. Okay. Right? And there's a pubic hair in there, right? You don't remember the courses you've had before, the joy, the ice cold cobra beers. All you remember is that pubic hair. Sure. That's what I'm saying about the guys in Corby. That's what I'm, yeah. You're saying hair. those three guys are a pubic hair in your yeah. chocolate and coconut thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, they've not just ruined the dessert, they've ruined the rest of the meal. So to the people... You know, you know, there, there, there's another way you could have told that story. You go, if you're at a restaurant and you find a pubic hair in your dessert, the rest of the meal's ruined. This is a difference between me and you, right? Yeah, I respect the fact that we've only got a limited time on this planet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a fucking painter. I'm an artist. Right. If I see some A4 and some crayons, I'm going to fucking draw a picture. If you see them, you're going to probably try and make an aeroplane out of it or something because you don't see beauty sometimes. I wanted people to really get involved in the majestic story I was taking them on. Right? You just go, oh, yeah, flying pubic hairs and buttons. Don't right? do that with your lower jaw. It's horrible. <laughs> Like a fucking cow chewing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's sometimes a difference, I think. Yeah, yeah. okay. You're an okay. artist and I'm not. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. You're not, not an artist. You've got an artist's instinct because the pubic care thing. You, I know you got it straight away. So I was taking you down that. You knew where I was going with it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah. So that's almost willful, isn't it, then? So you know where I'm going with it, but you still decide to take right. pictures of Here's another one for you, if you won't get Oh, great. One. Yeah, no, that, that's what I... Do you know what I thought? It's, it, this has been so long, I'd love a second one to hammer home the point I've already got. Yeah, God. No, but when we remember the Euros now, we'll remember losing the last game and all the shit that followed it. We won't remember the joy that was coming up from it. And that's what those right. three guys are. 
And actually, well, there you go. Right. You did do that. You did that. Do that. Do that quite quickly. Yeah, actually, yeah. normally you know. So you know, think, think think back to the first game. You know, scrappy, scrappy. The second game, you know, we went to the second game. I don't know if you remember as we were walking up Wembley Way. There was a bloke there that we were unsure, like all of that shit. You avoided doing all that, so well done. Actually, while you've done that, it is exactly what Corby was like. At first, yeah, it was a bit scrappy. Then it was, I was like, oh, this isn't really for me. And then, actually, I was like, actually, no, you know what? There's there's some pretty decent people living here. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah. Why are you so scared of saying what you really think about Corby? No, it's, I'm saying what I think about three residents of Corby. I didn't get right. their names. It's yeah, actually, sure. I, I, look, for me, look, if you open a makeup box, there's going to be all sorts of things. It's just that some things will make you look more pretty than others. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't, you know, sometimes I think, I wonder how quickly before he says something, he thinks about it. I think you might have only started thinking about that after you'd finished fucking saying it. <laughs> you know, it's usually what usually what happens. My brain runs quick in my mind. I mean, look, I'm just what I'm saying is beware of towns you haven't been to for some of the people who live in them. That would be my yeah. advice on that. One. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to a place like that? There are a lot of towns that I've been to on tour that I've been slightly nervous the whole time I've been there. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Which would be the one that sticks out your mind the most? Uh. Well, do you know what? I, I actually, it's a very nice town, this town. But I'm just going to call. This is I might get some shit for this. Um, I don't ever want to do a gig in Tunbridge Wells ever again in my life. Wow, wow! Tunbridge Wells is like the. It's, isn't it like a? It's very arty sort of place, no? It is very arty. It's got yeah. It's nice. It's a nice place. I've also heard there's like a little vegan spot there. They've got a burger named after right. me. That's not the reason I'm bringing up this story. Uh, but every single time I've gigged in Tunbridge Wells, I have had a terrible gig. Dreadful. Every yeah, single yeah. time. And sometimes you can blame me. I'll, I'll give you an example of uh, my time gigging in Tunbridge Wells. Early on, this is when I first realised what Tunbridge Wells might be like for me. I did a, I did a gig, a Christmas gig. Right? Right. I was yeah, on in the just quickly for our listeners, Christmas gigs are very tough gigs. Yes, very they, tough are, gigs. they are very tough gigs. I was on in the middle, so again for our listeners, the middle spot on a on a you know when you go to a comedy club, there's a compare three acts. Normally, the most inexperienced does the middle, and then after you know when you move beyond doing middles, you start opening, and then eventually you move to headline, and that's how that's kind of how the hierarchy, the hierarchy of the comedy circuit works. So I was middling then, so you could, I was new. So Christmas gig new, you got to give that you got to give Tumbridge Wells a little bit of leeway there. Anyway, yeah. I come out to do my middle spot. And I perform to complete and utter silence, right? Complete and utter right. silence. I just sat there with like their paper crowns on because I've had dinner, right? And just watch me. In the same way that you, you know, you might watch a, a passing water buffalo. Or like a sad whale at a water park. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> okay. So I don't even I don't even know where to begin with what you just said. So anyway, um, Jeff Innocent. You know Jeff Innocent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comparing? No, he was closing. 
Right, wow. he comes in during my set, and uh, Jeff Innocent's a great comic, and th- this looks th- this story about to tell makes it look bad on him, but it's not bad. It was a funny thing to say in the moment. He comes in, walks backstage, sort of sees me as I'm as I'm on stage, and then I finish my gig and I walk into the the green room afterwards, and uh, is an interval before he comes up, <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> he goes to me, can you hear that, Ramesh? I go, what's that? And he goes, they're making more noise during the interval than they were during your fucking <laughs> set. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he was absolutely right. So anyway, that was the first time I played Tunbridge Wells. I've never had a gig better than that in the, in the 10 times I've been back there. How come you and the, pe- the people, and Because, like, you know, when you're starting out, you can't say no to gigs. You've got to no, make some no. money, haven't you? And then I got I had a couple of tour previews there, and like like my Lisa's sister and her husband came to watch me in Tunbridge Wells once because that was like the nearest gig I was doing, and um, they came to watch me and they were messaging me. I didn't I didn't they didn't see me before the gig, just texted me going really buzzing to see you, really buzzing to see you. Can't wait, I haven't seen you in ages. And then I did the gig, and then after so it was like really loads of messages like oh my god, we just walked in, really excited, blah blah. I did the gig, and then afterwards I just got a text message going. That was a tough crowd. Oh, stink city. Yeah, you know the weirdest thing of all that, I didn't even know Lisa and her sister. Yeah, that is the weirdest thing of all that. Thank you for that being the takeaway from that story. Oh, so at least we probably have a brother and like quite a few cousins. Why? But... Why? No. Why quite a few cousins? <laughs> no, no. What does that mean? No. I just thought like she's I haven't managed so... to make that sound insulting. <laughs> no. No, but I have quite a few cousins and a sister. Right. But I thought it would be like Lisa. I sometimes feel like I sometimes feel like you feel like you're more of a kindred spirit with Lisa than with me. No, I don't. I just like sometimes think like you know when you think it, like when I look at someone, I go, oh yeah, yeah. I, I like to think about what their family tree's like or what their family like their their kins are like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what? So what? What? What vibe do I give across in terms? Well, of... Well, definitely, I always knew you probably had a brother. Why? Just your vibes, just the way that you sort of lay down that you sort of had a brother that you sort of squabbled with, but. You're always there for, you know, that you sort of never ever sort of, you never ever sort of like thought, oh, he wouldn't be there in my my deep in my deepest times. Uh, so yeah, I was I knew always knew that you had kin around you that were there as, as support. Do you know, what, can I tell you what you sound like now? You sound like a really shit fortune teller. <laughs> You're being so fucking vague. <laughs> You know, you know. I feel like I'm getting from you. I'm getting from somebody who's like kind and tries to do the best by the people. It's not always given the credit they deserve for the nice things they do for people. It's nice at heart. You know, never wants to do any wrong for anyone. All that shit. All that shit that people go, yeah. I feel like I feel like she she really got me. Actually, you know, like it really was. That is how I am. One, uh, my, my, my nan went, uh, or my stepdad, went years and years ago, they went to uh, see Derek Okora, God rest his soul. And uh, basically, they were, it was at uh, Fairfield Halls in Croydon. And uh, so he was doing all his spill and all that. And uh, he was like, oh, do we, do, do we have an Elsie here? Do we have an Elsie? Which feels like a pretty fucking easy question to sort of mm. ask if anyone in there called Elsie. Uh, and he's like, you know, have you lost anyone recently? And my nan, stepdad was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. He said, there's a few people you've lost in your life. Um, Elsie, you know, you're, you're going to be visited by a number of spirits. 
this evening. Um, yeah, so you know, open your heart, you know, open your mind, and, and you're going to be visited from some faces from the past. And Elsie, <laughs> Elsie said, "How many fucking spirits? I've only got a small flat." <laughs> up on stages so my mum said the look of worry like, oh fucking hell like, I've only got a one bedroom flat and, yeah, only a little council house council flat how many people like, like spirits are going to be packed in she'd be walking around with a tray of drinks good <laughs> bourbon biscuits yeah no 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 no, no. just no, mate, come make have a seat in the bedroom eBay Motors is here for the ride With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. (laughs) Do um, Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, uh, do you believe in God? I, th- I think there's a higher. You know what? Actually, one thing I've really respected people who oh, do have going like su- going, going super deep on on this. Sorry. Yeah, no, you know, like so. There's an actor called Coyote, right? Who's uh, yeah. an incredible guy. He's a brilliant actor, incredible uh, writer. There's a meme of him that's like probably the most known thing. But anyway, I've done a couple of jobs with Coyote. He's a really deep kid. Um. And we spent like six weeks in Bulgaria together. Mm. And when we were out there, he's deeply religious. And what I found really, because I probably wrote off religion and I wasn't too, and it's easy to do that. It's easy to sort of like be, um, you know, like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't believe. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But actually what I found more encouraging than, like, and what I really loved about is that he believed that there was something bigger than like anything, yeah, anything else that he could just give his face to, give his time to. Yeah, like an an unshakable faith is quite enviable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, I mean, for you, you you have Arsenal, I have West Ham, probably it seems ridiculous for people who don't support football teams that me and you have put so much fucking happiness or fucking despair into something we have no control over. Yeah. So so for us to then go, oh yeah, yeah, because he found nothing but like good and like, yeah, man, like you're out in Bulgaria, the sort of the lake, like racism out there is fucking abhorrent. I don't, you know, I wouldn't suggest anyone you go. It's horrible. It was fucking like genuinely like some of the worst sort of things I've as a human being I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, but um, you got a you got to film it under budget, so yeah, 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 yeah. But he, uh, for all that, he, he just had this sort of faith in sort of, and and I, I found that actually pretty pretty incredible. So I I I, I like to go to mass. I, I come from a Catholic background, but I don't, mm. you know. I'd be lying if I said that I'm like deeply religious, but I do like to think of just a. I just, I just like to think, you know, what harm does it do to think that when this is all over and our time on this mortal call is done, that there is something better to go to? Like I know. Have that... you have you heard of Pascal's wager? No, what's that? So Pascal's wager is the idea that the rewards for being correct about there being a god are so much bigger than the rewards for believing there isn't a god. You yeah. know, so like. That it's so much higher that actually the logical thing to do is to be religious, you know, yeah. like because because the payoffs are so huge. If you if you don't believe in a god and then you die, you just disappear. You know, what, there's no you don't even get to go. I told you so. You know, yeah. the theory, but but if you if you go the other way, it's just you know what I mean. It's like uh, the gamble's better that way. It's kind of I think I'm also just like away, but but the joy of it when you like you know see the religious people and 
you know, you, you watch stuff where, like, you know, people have had abhorrent, horrible things happen to their family, but somehow find forgiveness within their hearts because of religion or whatever. I, I fucking massively respect that. I, and I think, yeah, I, I, I like to think there's... And ghost-wise, yeah, I've, mate, do you know what? I don't know if we've ever really talked about it on this fucking podcast, but me and you have been in the company of ghosts. Where what? we stayed, when we were in Gary, uh, doing Gary. Oh, God, fucking hell. Th- th- there were no ghosts there, okay? What? Are you dizzy? Are you dizzy? Mate, I know for right. a fact there was ghosts in that place. Do you, know, do you know the most remarkable thing about that hotel stay was? What? That you and I had a similar sized room. That was the most supernatural right. thing about listen, it. Right, listen, 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 listen. Let right. me get deep. Right. Okay, so listeners out there, if we've got any ghost expert or ghosties, as we like to call them, shout out, yeah? Get in touch. Right. I go to this, we get in this hotel. It's an awful shithole anyway, right? It's not a nice hotel. Right? Who was in charge of, uh, which production company was it? My production company. Okay. Yeah. Right, so we go, to, we go to stay in this place. The f- so I'm there the night before Romesh. Romesh comes there the second night I'm there. I get there uh, and I walk into this room, right? There's a vibe there I'm not too sure about. I'm like, da da da. Anyway, uh, it was quite cold. We're, sh- we're shooting a Christmas special of Gary, weren't we? So I put on the um, I put on the radiators in the room, and I basically get into bed. It was a bit chilly, but the radiators were warm and everything up. I wake up at like two o'clock in the morning, right, and it is icy cold, like mm-hmm. icy cold, like you wouldn't believe, right? And like, so I get out of bed, and I go and. St- Check the radiators. The radiators were on to full max, but they were cold, freezing cold, like something a bigger power had just like fucking taken them down and like fucking notch or two. I get back into bed and think that's strange, but it could just be like something to do with the fucking heating in this place. So I put on a tracksuit, Adidas tracksuit, fucking very nice, um, like fucking design. Very I know sweet. you're doing this deliberately to wind me up. <laughs> right. So put on some socks, Adidas. <laughs> and I put on a beanie. Adidas. Uh, <laughs> I get into bed, I cover myself, right? And then there's like this faint, like knocking right at the window outside. I'm like, that's probably a branch or a tree, right? Outside. So I go outside, and like, I go to the, like, basically, it was this tiny, you had one, like a little scurry hole in, in the room, right? Yeah, horrible, little, horrible, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you go down, the curtains are drawn. I open the curtains to see, to think, oh, there's going to be a branch up against the window. There was no branch. There was nothing near it. Nothing at all, right? The window's like, like closed, and I'm like, there's nothing there. So then I then get into bed. I start sort of closing my eyes, start drifting off to sleep, and then it felt like something was sitting on my chest. Like somebody was sitting there. And now I'm in Freak City. I'm absolutely fucking... I sit up and I just basically put on my iPad, turn all the lights on in the fucking room, right? Mm. Right. And I'm like, I'm not fucking about this. And I start begging to say, please just leave me alone. I mean, you know harm and all this stuff, right? I'm in the room saying that, right? Tom, Tom, Tom. Can, can, what? I, can, I, can, can I just... <laughs> I just need to stop you. Is, is everything you're saying true? Yes. Everything saying I'm saying. I told you this the next day. I remember. No, no, but I thought this is. I thought that was comedic embellishment. So no, no, you no, actually no. you actually sat up and you went, please, please, please. I mean, you know, harm. Yes, I was terrified. Right, I was terrified, and I thought, look, if the ghost is fucking, <laughs> the ghost has died, so it knows what fear is. Right, hopefully it's got some of its fucking empathy knocking about. Anyway, I fall asleep. Uh, I wake up. All the lights are now off in the room. I wake up, right? 
and a towel from my bathroom is now folded across a lamp, like just put across the lamp. I didn't do anything with the towel. I didn't put it there. It was just there. I'm like, fucking hell, this is not for real, right? So I fucking get changed. I, you know. I out of the go- tracksuit. Yeah, yeah, out of the Adidas okay. tracksuit. Um, uh, and uh, I fold it up neatly on the bed. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think go down to reception and say, "Has anyone ever so you take off? You take off your tracksuit to go down to reception." <laughs> no, no, I took off my tracksuit, had a shower, and put on sort of. Oh, I see. okay, well, fine. Yeah, yeah. Down in my pants. <laughs> I want to complain about some hornies. Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple of complaints about you walking around the fucking yeah. corridors. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a big white, big white ghoul haunting the corridors. Get Homer Simpson walking around the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so I say to the guy down there, I say, look, has anyone ever talked about this place being haunted before? And this guy looks me steely in the eye and he says, well, of course, it used to be a church. And I'm like, my my blood sugar just shot out my ass, right? Your blood sugar shot <laughs> out your ass? <laughs> you know that faint feeling you have? Yeah, right? sure. <laughs> <laughs> so just say I felt faint. This is so, it's so confusing. <laughs> what, has, he had a, has he had a diabetic turn <laughs> what's going on right so I stare at him as intently as I've ever stared, stared at any other man in my life mm. and I said listen to me are you sure and he went yeah it used to be a church are right? you sure <laughs> no actually no it wasn't no you're right thank, no thank you for that extra level of questioning <laughs> you know what <laughs> Up until I interrogated it there and you, you pushed me on it, I had always thought this used to be a church. But now you've, now you've asked me to double check. No, you're absolutely right. It didn't used to be a church. No, but then he went... Even you... though the window on your room is still from the original church and you've seen it for yourself and the fact that this is new information to you is fucking incredible. Right? Well, but then he, then he stares at me, right? Right. And I mean, he stares back at you. <laughs> yeah, he stares back at me. We're staring at each other. This must be like watching one of those clips of Friends where they've taken all the laughter out. <laughs> right. Just loads of weird pauses every time one of you speaks. And then he says, um, do you want to know the kicker? And I said, yeah, what is it? And he said, it was also a Bernardo's children home. How is that the kicker? Because that's, well, you know what a kicker is. It's like, do you want to know the fucking... No, I know what a kicker is. I know what a kicker is. What I'm asking is, why is the fact it was Bernardo's children <laughs> he's, a kicker? Because that's like the fucking big goal, right? That's the, that's the extra layer on top. So it was a what? church and it was a children's home. So is it haunted? Yes, mate. It's got two reasons to be haunted. Because it was a church and a children's home. I just turned around to him and I just said, mate, I'm fucking terrified. And he said, It's oh. weird that, you know, because it looks like a church. He told you it used to be a church. He said, are you sure? And they yeah. said, you know the kicker? And you went, what is it? He said, it's, it used to be Bernardo's children. Eh? You didn't need any verification of that. Eh? That you just swallowed straight away. <laughs> no, but, no, but by then, I could see he was morbidly fucking intensely fucking serious. <laughs> he was, at that point, I could see he, him and himself. Like, I said, do you stay here? And he went, never. I never stay here. Like, ever. Who the fuck was this guy? He was Who a receptionist. Was he was a receptionist. Receptionist right? says to a customer, I would never stay here. Yeah, no, because of the ghost. I mean, look, I mean, fucking hell. The the moment I arrived, there was a prostitute. Right? There was a person checking in before me. So I, yeah. I think he knew. I think he knew that it wasn't the Ritz or whatever. But 
I think because of the fear of like, and then he started showing me pictures of like back in the olden days, like when it was like a church and stuff. He had like a little picture book of like its history. Okay, is, is this all made up? Yeah, no, so this I is true. There, I sat there. No, he stood. He was standing. I stood. Okay, fine. Yeah. all right. I, I, I'll buy it. Then. All right, fine. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so like a book of the history of the place. He's like, oh look, right. this is how it used to be. I think it was, it was like the Prince Regent or something, wasn't it? And then you came, know. right? So you come the second, right? Are you telling me you thought it was a lovely hotel? No, the, I, 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 there's no denying that hotel was absolute shit. And if it, if it wasn't being provided to me by a production company that was run by a friend of mine, I would have been straight on the fucking phone to my agent. <laughs> but as it is, I've had, I'd, first of all, just to give a bit of context to all this, I'd spend the whole day with my ability to do the job, severely impaired by listening to you fucking whinging on about the room the, the entirety of the day. Yeah, but you thought I was exaggerating. All the, all, the, all the way up to James saying action, you're like, honestly, I fucking hell. I can barely focus on you when you're doing these lines. Yeah, but, but you thought I was exaggerating, though. No, I, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I did. Okay, I did think you were exaggerating because such is your right. way. And but, then when but, we arrived there, I remember seeing... You, you can forgive me, by the way, for thinking you're exaggerating, because you spent the entire day describing the hotel as one of the worst experiences of your life. Yeah, I didn't see anybody anywhere talking about booking alternative accommodation. That's, that's kind of why I suspected you might be exaggerating. Right. But also, then, the we... director, James, was staying there as well. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... and also said to me, Tom is laying it on a bit thick. So... Right. When you arrived, though... I remember the fear that went across your face. Like, you well and truly had the willies yourself. Uh, no, I wasn't scared of it being haunted. I just wasn't looking forward to spending the night there. Yeah. We turned up there, there was a bloke that looked like he was about to rip your coat off, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nice Stone Island jacket he was fucking in yeah. his eye on. Yeah. And then we walk up through sort of what is a relatively modern section of the hotel <laughs> and then open this door and it's like, it's like you guys had gone... Oh, have you got some sort of rooms that are relatively modern and nice and clean and stuff? Yeah, we'd like to stay well as far away from those as possible. <laughs> what we'd like is we'd like you to somehow combine the longest walking journey through the hotel and also the most dog shit rooms you've got. <laughs> because we've got an early start tomorrow and we really want to feel absolutely dreadful when we, when we crack on with filming. No, but the worst thing of all was because it's been used as a halfway house, isn't it, as well? Was it? Yeah, yeah, for people who just got out of prison. No, oh, okay. Yeah. There was a party going on, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, a big party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I mean, it was pretty full on. Actually, to yeah. be fair, the party was going on. The ghost didn't come back the second night. No, because there were no ghosts the first night. No, <laughs> what? Honestly, look, I'd love it if there's some sort of ghost-type spiritualist person who can come on or send us some emails about ghost stuff. You know, send us your ghost stories. Yeah? Why is, so, how is that? How will that help with your story? about you putting a towel on a lamp and then later forgetting that you'd done that. <laughs> it was... Mate, I, I've never, in 42 years, ever put a towel on a lamp. Okay, fine. It'd be in, in how, many times, how many times has a ghost done it? Mate, I, I, different ghosts do different stuff. That's what you don't understand about ghosts. Okay. And okay, well, okay you t- how about you tell me what you do understand about ghosts then? So different ghosts do different stuff. Right. Ghosts... Talk me through it. Ghosts are stuff, stuck in immortality, right? They're stuck in a light world where they will do the same things over and over again because they want to be seen or they want to be heard, right? So what they will do is ghosts will go, oh, look, what's the thing that I can do? that This person will know they've not done, so I will show my existence. And that's what ghosts do. 
Why doesn't it put a shoe on a fuck on the on the top of the light? I mean, why put a towel on a lamp? Well, like, as, it... as, if I was a ghost and I saw somebody sort of praying in an Adidas tracksuit on a bed, and I wanted to confirm to them that it was a ghost in the room, I'd probably stick their hat up their ass or something like that, or like you know, move. So, you'd make yeah, it. Yeah, but more you'd probably be yeah, right. You'd probably be more of an aggressive ghost. Is what yeah, you'd be. Here we like, go. Okay. No, you would. You'd be like, oh, right. I, I mean, I've heard of ways to criticise people before, but to sort of suggest that they would be an Aggie ghost. No, but, you, but I think this ghost was probably actually, you know, it, it didn't mean much harm. You'd probably be quite aggressive. Like, look at me, I'm here, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Like, this ghost, I think, was a bit more playful than that. And I, you know, credit to him. Like, fucking... Credit to him. Okay, go on. Well, credit uh, to him for what? Yeah, no, like, no, for scaring me, but I don't think that's what what their intention was. What do you think their intention was? I think probably to have a bit of fun, really. I think they're pretty mm. bored. I think being a ghost, if there's one thing I know about being a ghost, it's, your, it's fucking boring, man. Yeah, I mean, I assume it must be if uh, if what you find entertaining is putting a towel on a lamp. <laughs> You've got to think, right? You, if you're a ghost, there's probably, I think there's 0.3% chance you'll ever see another ghost. You don't all meet up. How do you know this? Where are you getting your information? Because there's not multiple ghosts. You've never heard of like a place that's haunted by like the fucking like the wild woman of the West, oh and Pete the fucking strangler. Do you know what I mean? There's no like it's always one ghost. It's not like oh we've got oh we've got three or four ghosts in there. It's not like fucking Casper, mate, in the real world. No, it's not like Casper. There's not even a single ghost. What what I'm saying to you is ghosts don't exist. I'd like to go to a haunted house and then you can stay there for the night and see. And what will you do? I'll fucking watch, mate. From where? I don't know, like a CCTV or something. Oh, brilliant. Okay. I knew you wouldn't come in the house. I'll come in there. If, if anyone knows of a haunted house, where they're yeah, definitely Please goes. send... Uh, yeah. Okay. This is, this is genuine now, right? Send us details of a haunted house. Tom and I will go and stay there the night. Yeah. Hit us okay. up. But also, right. by the way, some people have more fucking... Their bodies and their fucking minds and their fucking auras are more open to ghosts than others. So you need okay. to fucking... So, if we, so to, oh, I see. So you managed to engineer a way so if we don't see any ghosts, it's actually my fault. No, you need to I go... Can imagine this. We, we go, we're going to spend the night at this house for no reason, sleep on the floor, right? Then we wake up the next day and go, oh, fucking well done. Well no, you've done, You've got mate. to go there with an open I, I, I hope you're happy with yourself. Right. Because you were closed off. We didn't see any ghosts. Well done. Look, mate, you need to go there with an open mind, okay? That's all I'm saying. Okay. Fine. All right. Uh, would you like to do some emails? Yo, hit me up. I love an email. Okay, bear with me one second. Uh, thanks once again to the Swan um, for uh, <laughs> selecting these emails. Uh, okay. Hello, Tom and Ramesh. First of all, living in Woodford, cannot wait for King Gary. My mother-in-law hates the fact I call her Precious Mother's Meeting Venue Club the Dave and not the Lloyd. Brilliant, you're both legends. So a little conundrum, I believe, as an outsider is pure entertainment, but your thoughts would be appreciated. Lockdown has meant, as you know, a lot of rescheduling of big events, including weddings. To cut a long story short, a friend moved their wedding to a month after another's planned this summer. They're good mates, but after discussing if it was okay, one's in late July, the other late August, the prior event decided they now felt like a warm-up act and due to this, asked for the wedding in August to be moved back by three months to the winter. 
This is all after prior agreement that the wedding in August was acceptable in August 2021. Personally, I wouldn't ask anybody's agreement to hold my wedding day at a certain time. The two brides are now not speaking. Holy shit. Uh, I'm, I'm in team reschedule. COVID has an impact on their wedding. They found a suitable date. Why should they care whose wedding is before or after theirs? I'd understand a day after may cause a little upset, but a month, it's all a bit scrambled, beg on toast. Anyway, seeing on the I side... I actually quite like that saying, by the way. Anyway, seeing on the sidelines is a brilliant drama. It'd be good to hear your thoughts. Tom, if you play golf at Chigwell, West Essex, Abridge, hit me up. Would love a round with you. Okay, so this guy would like to remain anonymous. So, okay. uh, what, what do you think? Well, personally, I think... Look, weddings are a tough, tough thing, right? It's a tough... Because everyone wants to be centre center of attention. You know, everyone wants that their wedding to be this grand, sort of the, the event of the summer. I think it's very difficult when you've got two going head-to-head. And no no matter what happens with weddings, right? If it's in the same year or within, I think, probably an 18-month window, you are going to have comparisons made. So I think you could have the best wedding planned in August. You turn up to July 1, uh, maybe they've got a Prosecco bar. Maybe they've got like a uh, like a gin caravan or whatever, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit, we need to fucking up the game here. We need to... That, that is just human nature. Whatever you do is going to be... You, you're going to want a better the one that they've just seen. So you have that. So, yeah, I kind of get it. I think that... I think they've had to obviously move it. I think that's a bit of a kick in the teeth. Uh, and I, I sort of feel for the people. But then I also feel for the people who've had to move theirs from the prior year because they mm. couldn't do anything about COVID. So I think what we have here is a... What it should have done is just had a big old joint wedding. Absolutely not. What? Absolutely not. It's an insane idea. You know what they should, what would have been cool? Remember when you used to go to like nightclubs back in the day? Mm. Orchid, vaults, whatever. You used to have different rooms <clears> with different... Uh, you know, you'd, like, you'd have a fucking pop music. room. Yeah, different music rooms. <laughs> did you go on a night when they had a pop room, did you? Is that when you <laughs> went to... They used to do that seventies or eighties, like a seventy eighties pop room, right? Yeah, I used to go clap and grand quite a bit. <laughs> did you? Mm. Uh, Surprised. Doctor Glitz, is it Doctor Glitz? I can't remember now. Yeah, I used to have there a couple of times. It was always quite rough. Uh, Sinatra's, Caesar's, all that vibe. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is, you could have, they could have, they could, you could have done like one in the morning, like but the best place because you're putting together two wedding funds right yeah mm. one in the morning that's got a bit of edge it's got a bit of bite it's got that morning feeling to it and then like quite a chilled vibe for the afternoon so everyone's like oh my god like this is amazing oh my god there's another wedding and then you get like yeah did I ever tell this story the time I went to I did tell it when I went to the wrong wedding that time yeah you did so yeah, yeah. you did so it's one of the best days of my life going to two weddings yeah okay but I don't think yeah fine but that doesn't mean these people should merge their weddings yeah, but I think I, I, if I knew them, I'd say to them, have a think about this. Okay, I, I, they shouldn't merge their weddings, okay? And actually, this is a lot easier than you made it. These pe- these other people, they've got no fucking right to tell somebody to move their wedding, okay? You've agreed for it to be a month apart. Grow up, all Wowzers. right? I mean, it's a month apart, mate. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Like... And they're supposed to move their wedding three months because you don't want to feel like an opening act. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's well, mental. Imagine being the fucking middle act. Imagine someone else moved theirs into the middle of it all. Sure. Be, yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be bad. You're right. Have you ever been to a imagine if wedding? There, imagine if there's another one. Yeah. There's like two middle, yeah. Have you ever been to a joint wedding? No. Exactly. Well, hold on, what's the point you're trying to make? 
I'm just saying, I reckon hardly anyone in the world has been to a joint wedding. Yeah, do you know why? Because what? it's a shit idea. It's like going, have you ever had a foot-long baguette filled with dog shit? No. There you go, then. <laughs> right. Some of my favourite well, nobody, birthday... nobody's, ever, nobody's ever tried it. So. Some, some of my favourite birthday parties as a kid were joint birthday parties. They were great, man. You have a joint birthday party, you do five-side football, you do the big ball ball. Fucking brilliant, man. Mm. You know, they were good yeah. times. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's all about being open-minded and being there for other people. Yeah. One of my favourite things that I used to do, uh, alongside one of my favourite things at birthday parties, was like bouncy castle. Yeah. That was like that was always like my my favourite thing to do. But I always um, was slightly nervous about being on there when there were too many kids on there. So I never used to go early doors, and then I'd wait till everyone else was sort of bored of the bouncy castle. <laughs> And then I would just sort of... What, on your own? Just just clamber on there like a fucking Billy No Mates and just bounce up and down on my own. That's Is that sad? No, I think it's quite... Let me, let me tell you something. My parents did nothing about that, right? <laughs> if I saw one of my kids doing that, if, if that was a thing that I'd observed at more than one birthday party, I would be having a chat to them about it. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, but look, you turned out all right. Did I? <laughs> did I? This podcast that we decided was going to be unplanned, we received more emails about how openly we talk about mental health issues than anything else. Yeah, I know, but... Like... Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is, I think there have been some after effects. Yeah, but look, I think yeah, the, the, the vision of a little sad little Ramesh on his own, yeah. having the time of his life, yeah, I bet there's some of your happiest memories as a kid. Just like literally flying up into the air, smiling, laughing in your mm. sock feet. You know, there's all your pressures and all the fucking worries in the world. Just sort of like... Yeah, you describe cold. it like that. Great. But if, 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 I, if I met you and like we're just having a chat, getting to know each other chat, or imagine I was on a date and somebody said, what are your sort of, what would you say are your favourite memories of your childhood? And I said, oh, like at a birthday party, I would wait till there's nobody else in the bouncy castle and then I'd go on there and, and I'd bounce up and down on my own just enjoying yeah. it alone. That's probably my favourite memory. And then they would say, thanks a lot for, for coming to meet me. I'm going to head off. Um, I I because I, I think that if I spend the rest of the evening with you, I'm going to wind up dead in your boot. <laughs> I think kids' birthday parties, a lot of learning, a lot of sort of like, mm. a lot of deepness is done there. Yeah, you know? sure. I remember sort of like being terrified of them at some sometimes, but then just like I remember ball pools. I was scared of those. Did you ever go to Water Palace in Burnley? Yeah, I did. I used to wait for the waves. Did oh you, no! Did you not do that? Yeah, I did. It's sad. It's pathetic, though, isn't it? Yeah, I used to be so into the wave machine. You just used to like sort of just like wait till that buzzer went off and then just swim to the deep end as quick as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around the pool in a Veruca sock. <laughs> fucking faded old pair of fucking shitty old trunks. Yeah, they were the days. Right, so we did our email. Um, this is from Chris. Uh, hi, guys. A lot of people start their emails with saying hello to Swan Owl, Owl and Wolf, but have you noticed that the first letters also make an animal? Sow. What's a sow? Yeah. It's a female pig. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. How worried are you about how long it took you to to, to get sour? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was genuinely actually thinking at the time about what I'm having for tea as well. So it, yeah. it, it honestly looked like you had a look on your face, like you're trying to translate something from Japanese, <laughs> like a Labrador trying to work <laughs> out a card trick. <laughs> Uh, that's not the point of this email. I've recently found out something about my better half, which frankly shocked and disturbed me. We've been together for five happy years after meeting on Tinder. Not that matters, but kind of wanted listeners out there who are on the apps to know that you can find love and have bought a house together. We've been honest with each other throughout, but it turned out she had a secret she'd somehow kept from me until now. And I need your help. Okay. I thought this is either going to be something. <laughs> anyway, I'll just let you deal with it. Uh, and I need your advice on how to deal with it. She cuts her burger in half before eating it. This blew my mind. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's handheld food. It made it even worse the other day. I went for a pub lunch with my dad, and I noticed he did the same. And then he ate it with a knife and fork. Has the world gone mad? What's next? Crisp with a spoon? So do you think that there are, there are foods that should be eaten by hand and only by hand? And if so, which ones? For me, pizza, burgers, and chips should never see cutlery. We both listen to the pod separately, so I wonder if she'll realise if it's about her, if it's read out. Also, at the end of the pod, I always think Rom is about to burst into a bit of Ice Ice Baby when he says, if you've got a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook one, but DJ revolves it. Ice Ice Baby. Wow. Thank what you. What a sexy way you did that. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, what do you think but about this, Tom? The shoulders move nice, boy. Um, yeah, uh, I'm with our anonymous friend here slightly. I will say, brother... Um, I used to be very much like you. I, I, if I could, I would eat all of my food with just my my hands. Like I, mm. I love eating. I love the feeling of just being able to put something in your mouth. Without... I'd love to see you eating a full roast dinner with your hands. <laughs> I'd wait for it to cool down. But no, I always have a little bit of chicken and I'll yeah, I'll roast potato. It's just yeah. the veg really that you can't you know, uh, like the the Yorkshire pudding, mop it round with gravy with my hands. You know, I think cutlery's there as a fallback. Um, in case oh. what? In case your hands are injured? <laughs> no, no, the food's too hot. Oh, or, right, okay. Yeah, or you're in society, you're in society, like at a lunch where sort of there's people who, you know, are sort of that little bit more sort of classy or whatever, and that kind of thing. I mean, like, I realise... So if you, I, if, hold on, so if you were in a restaurant and you were on your own, yeah, and there's nobody else in the restaurant, you'd eat with your hands? Depends what I'm having, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, if I'm having pasta, I wouldn't. No, okay. And also, what I always insist upon, and I've had to do less and less of, because I realise it's frowned upon in modern society. I used to always insist upon a piece of bread, like to finish every meal. To finish every meal. So yeah, to mop round the plate. Oh yeah, that's quite sweet actually. Yeah, I mean actually, that's why that's again another reason I love curry, because you know you have a non. It's fucking the best thing. You Mm. go for some some meals and you ask for bread. It's like, oh god, what? Oh no, we haven't got any bread. Like you know, Uh, anyway. I digress. Um, but, my friend, I recently have started cutting my burger in half. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. And I've done it with hot dogs, uh, pizza. I mean, pizza, you use pizza as a... Obviously, I still eat it with my hands. I, I think you're insane if you use a knife and fork to cut up bits of a burger. But, um, no, but, you, but some pizzas require cutlery, don't they? That's what I mean. Pizza, you're, you're not yeah. going to pick up a whole pizza and stuff it into your mouth. You're going to need no. a pizza wheel. Yeah. Or you're going to need a knife and fork, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, sometimes, look, I'm, I don't want to show off, but I'm a king of burgers. I can eat the biggest burgers you've ever seen, right? Sometimes that does involve a little bit of help from, from the old, our old friends and I, uh, a knife and fork. Yeah, having that little mm. cut, yeah, it, it does help. How do you feel about it sounding like you're saying knife and fork for the first time ever, though? <laughs> I, in my head... I was. I didn't want to get them confused with a spoon. <laughs> um, 
I mean, desserts, you need a spoon for most of them. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, burger-wise, there's no shame in seeing a burger or a hot dog or other finger foods and thinking, you know what, I, I need help here and asking for help. It's like you know, with a problem, like you've just done, you've reached out for help for me and Romish. You know, me and Romish in a way, you know, I'm the knife and Romish is the fork. We're just helping you with your way, man. Sure. Um, I actually grew up almost exclusively eating with my hands because, you know, Sri Lankan culture, everybody eats with their hands. You know, rice and curry, you eat with your hands. Yeah, yeah, so I w- when I was a kid, it's sort of like, I can't show you because it's a po- podcast, but the technique of getting a little bit of food and, you know, use your thumb to kind of push it into your mush. I loved it. I used to love it. But the only, the only downside is, is you'd finish it in your meal and then you'd have like a hand that was sort of covered in curry. And so you'd sort of sit watching TV with your hand kind of propped up like a spider because you didn't want to, on the plate, because you didn't want to like get curry everywhere until you could be asked to get up and go and wash your hands. So often I'd be like, it'd be an hour. Really? My hand just sort of like that, yeah. Just sort of sat up like and that. And it would just sort of stick in like... Into yeah, yeah, yeah. Drying. Yeah. And I, then I, like, you know, that later that night you take a piss, you haven't washed your hand properly. Stingy Jack, Willy. Yeah, on Stingy Willy, yeah. On <laughs> Stingy Willy. Oh, mate, speaking of Stingy Willy, I got fucking really bad Mickey drips the other day. Really? Yeah. Where, on, where on, on League of Their Own, right? Oof. Okay, they, they're calling me down for rehearsal. I had grey joggers on. Yeah, um, I remember them. What do you mean you remember them? No, you wore you weren't quite a lot of the Paul Smith ones. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> now you've made me look like a fucking tramp now. No, I'm just saying, I know what you mean. You've got quite a distinctive pair of grey Paul Smith joggers. Okay, so it was that. By coincidence, it was those joggers. <laughs> right, I took a piss. I sort of come downstairs. I look down, and there's like a little kind of, like a dot. Oh, no. Um, and I had, a t- I had a T-shirt on, and then I sat down at the desk, and they, this sounds a bit mad, but I had to film something with my top off for like in rehearsal for them to put into the show. And then I sort of thought, I just had to basically kind of stall doing that until this piss dot had disappeared from my job. Is this a disgusting story? No, no, no. But also, it's the worst one is when you pull your T-shirt down to cover it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of that. It's Mickey. It's a common thing, Mickey drips, right? Mickey drips for men of our age is a very, very common thing. I don't know if mm. everyone knows them as Mickey drips, but that was a Camille Kaduri thing that we put into King Gary. But Mickey drips, yeah. I think that like, most men, like I think I'm wearing grey shorts now, and yeah. I, I went for a wee in a in a restaurant we were just in, and I was terrified about yeah, yeah. If anything, you've got to be so fucking careful. Beige, anything, any any light colours, yeah. You know, Fucking go out a pair of pastel shorts, you're running a fucking gauntlet. Oh, yeah. God, God help you. Especially if you're on a night out having a few drinks. Oh. I always respect someone when I see a man in a pair of tan chinos on a night out or a pair of grey trousers. Yeah. I remember having a pair of... I think it was... I turned 36 and I had a pair of, like, grey moleskin trousers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I went to the toilet, I came out, and it looked like I'd eaten a kebab off my lap. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Do you notice, I mean, this is, this is a problem, and, like, you know... Some people might find this gross, but you feel like now it's like it ne- like you finish a wee and it like feels like there's always like it's like a Lord of the Rings movie. You think it's finished, mm. and there's always a little bit that Peter Jackson's just put on the end of it. So you're like, oh, everything's done, and then it just runs over. And I know, like a- I know. It's it's like a prank. It's like your body's yeah. playing a prank on it. So you stand there, you sort of milking the shit out of it, trying to make sure that you know you got every little 
yeah. snippet of uh, of liquid out, and then you, literally as you zip up, it goes, oh, you know, hold on, we just found a bit more. I've lost my mind with my penis on that fucking. I've gone. Why would you do this to me? Like when I've been out. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Please. <laughs> I've really lost my mind with it. Oh <laughs> uh, god. Right, should we do one more? Let's do one more, my chief. Okay. Hello, Wolf and Al. Firstly, your podcast brings me joy and Billy laughs on the regular. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, this is from Vienna, by the way, Tom. I know you like a foreign email. Oh, wow, that's a nice one. Wow, Vienna's a very sweet, sweet place. Uh, okay. Well, I have a pressing question for you off the back of a recent experience I had. I was at a party, and I got into discussion with a friend about whether they sit or squat on public toilets. As a consistent sitter... I was surprised that they squat. I then went on to ask people, including some I just met, about whether they sit or squat. And there was an overwhelming unanimous vote for squatting across both guys and girls. I'm still... Are you taking notes? No. What are you doing? I've got, like, these holes that are in a shoebox that I've got the computer on, and I'm trying to get that to fit into the holes. I'm listening as well. You are so fucking rude, you know that? (laughs) No, no, I know exactly what's going on. No, okay. what am I talking about? You're talking about a girl from Vienna, right? Yeah. Who's talking about sitting or squatting, right? So she was at a party. She's a sitter on the toilet. Someone else said that they were a squatter. She then walked around to all of the people at the party asking them, oh, do you sit or do you squat? And there was a resounding lean towards people who squatted rather than sat. Okay, you got lucky there. I'm still quite taken aback because I think life's too short to be squatting, especially when it's avoidable after a wipe down of the seat before sitting. Where do you stand on this? Or should I say... Where do you sit or squat on this? Hmm. Please shout out my new boyfriend, Benali. As of Monday, we can't get enough. Of, okay, I shouldn't have done that because as of Monday, I mean, that is very new, isn't it? And then now, you know, the, the newer it is, the more likely it is to have gone tits up. I and think Benali's a keeper, be a... man. I think Benali's a keeper. I think Why do you say that? I think because this lady's a queen. And Benali what, what are you basing that on? Because she sits. Instead of squatting? Look. I can steam right into this without, you know, I, I, haven't, you even got, I, I, can. I haven't even got to come close to putting on the brakes. I'm a sitter. I always have been, I probably always will be. Do you understand uh, why people might squat at a public toilet? Yeah, I kind of get it. If I'm honest, I just always think, are you going to get the best of what you're aiming to do through, through squatting? Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Um, sometimes, if I'm honest... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> at home I have a little stool that uh, I put by the toilet so you know I sit and then I can have my knees can come further up okay let me just talk to you about that because I was about to talk about this do you know that that is a much better way of doing it do you know yeah, that's, yeah. that is how humans are supposed to poop it's, it's like it's a game changer bro is it genuinely like okay what what happens what's the difference doing it with a little right. stool your legs come up so that forces your everything to sort of straighten up a little bit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be too graphic here. Okay. Everything is cleaner, everything is easier, and it doesn't feel like you're putting so much bearing upon your sphincter. Do you know what you've managed to do there is you've managed to be sort of disgusting and not made it any clearer about what the advantages are of using this stool. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it easier to shit? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You're not putting as much pressure. Okay. Like, Literally, I would say everyone who's listening to this po- like podcast right now, going, you know, you haven't got to get, a, you haven't got to go and buy a special stool for it. Like, get a saucepan, turn it upside down. No, <laughs> um, don't, don't, please, don't do that. 
Please do not. Please do not do. Um, no, but like you can get like that. You can get yeah, but footstool's not expensive, is it? Footstool on Amazon. Yeah, you'll you'll get one probably for around a five six. If I if I walked into someone's bathroom (laughs) and there was an upturned saucepan in front of the toilet, I I reckon I would leave immediately. How the worst thing would be if you saw the saucepan upturned by the toilet. Fifteen minutes later, you go downstairs and see a big chili being cooked in it. (laughs) And that is the circle Uh, of life. That uh, is the circle of life right uh, there. But yeah, um, so yeah, no, I I, I sit with you confirmly, and I wish your relationship all the best. Uh, I really do. Good luck to Emma and Benoli. I sit as well. I sit alongside you. Well, not alongside you, but you know what I mean is, figuratively speaking, in solidarity with you. Have you ever sat next to someone and had a poo? Like, so you actually can see them? No, I'll tell you what I have done once, though. I was um, doing a gig, and I turned up at the gig, and I had a phase for a while of gigging where I really became desperate to go to the toilet. Just because I told <laughs> it's one story, of my favorite. One of, I don't know if you told it on it. It's one of my favorite ever stories. But I don't know if you told it on this podcast, but it's genuinely. Oh, maybe I have. Maybe I have. Oh uh, no, I don't think you have. I think you told me. I think you told me in a pub before. I don't think you've ever. It's a brilliant okay. story. Anyway, i I went into the to- I went to I went to the pub where I was doing the gig, and I said to the guy, "Where's your toilet?" And he goes, "The men's toilets are not are out of order at the moment." He goes, "You could just pop into the women's. We're not busy." So I go into the women's toilet, and I sit down and start having a shit, and sort of in the process of finishing my shit when three women walk into the toilet right they're having a chat they all know each other so I just become silent and I think I've just got to wait this out now I'm just going to stay here until they've gone and then I'm going to leave uh one of them sits in the cubicle next to me and starts having a piss right and then one of her mates is sat the other side and then I hear her she finishes her piss and she knocks on the cubicle, on my cubicle wall, and she goes, excuse me, babe, have you got any toilet tissue in there? Because there's none in here. And then I started, I sort of didn't know what to do, right? Because I can't say anything. I'm not saying, sorry, I'm a bloke, and I've just come in to take a shit, but here's some toilet tissue. I didn't want to even silently pass it because I thought my hand would give it away. And I thought I also have to say something as I pass the toilet. You know, it's just everything was a bit weird about it. So in the end, what I ended up doing was I just didn't say anything. I just stayed silent and sat without moving. And then she knocks on the, the wall again. She goes, excuse me, have you got any toilet tissue? And I just stayed silent and didn't move again. And then she just went, bitch. And then like, finished their piss. They started going, oh, good, what's her fucking problem? And then they left. And then I sat there for another, I reckon, 35 minutes. What? Honestly. Yeah, because I what? didn't, because I just thought they're going to, want to see who this bitch is that didn't pass on the toilet to show and then so they're definitely watching the door did and then the a, blokes did you have a beard at the time yeah uh, what's that got to do with anything no because you could have like made yourself look more feminine if you didn't have a beard <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom it's about that time my G uh, slightly unfortunately because as is your tendency, you tend to kind of do 
your closing thoughts about whatever the last thing is we were talking about. So let's see what you've got in the locker. Maybe, maybe I should actually talk about the thing we were just talking about because maybe that's the thing we should all be talking about right now is the role of the underdog, the role of the undersum, the role of, you know, the things that we need more in life but we don't know until it's abundantly absent just how much we need them. And, of course, it's easy to think of loved ones and fruit, food and fruit and milk and bread and all of the amazing things that you, know, you, you, you hold dear to your heart. But sometimes it's the things that you need most of all that go missing every now and again, and you long for them. And I'm talking about the humble shit ticket. Never more in the world were we ever more known or more absent than just 80 months ago when we couldn't find shit tickets for love nor money and we realised how valuable they were. And I'm not just talking about shit tickets, I'm talking about friendship, I'm talking about everything. Remember in life to look at the things that sometimes you overlook and realise that actually they're important after all. And always keep a lookout for a little boy jumping up and down over a bouncy castle on his own. He might not need a friend. What he might need is just to know he's not alone. <laughs> there we go. Wow. There was quite uh, a lot of huffing during that one. From me? There was a couple of huffs, so like a couple of little snorty huffs. There's a couple of bits where I thought you went into, into needless detail. <laughs> yeah. And was... I think you were doing that, you were doing that to wind me up. Yeah, there was there was a little bit of that, but sometimes you know, maybe I you know we're talking about you know life, death, God, you know maybe yeah. coming back as a piece of toilet paper isn't the worst thing in the world. Sure, yeah, sure. Well, I suppose you have to come back as a tree first, yeah, and then be useless. Uh, kind of body, body, yeah, body, body. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Circle of life, really horrible version of the Lion <laughs> King. Uh, so, a couple of things before we go, um, we've had a few emails in about my doorbell. Although people haven't known it's my doorbell, but my doorbell goes off quite a lot. So, uh, and people have complained about it because they say they keep thinking it's their doorbell. Right. Uh, when my doorbell goes off during the podcast. So, look, I can't offer any guarantees. I'll try and stay across it. All right. That's all I'm saying. Um, somebody else emailed in uh, to say, what, has this become a football podcast? Why do you talk about football so much? I'd just like to say to that person, <laughs> Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, uh, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening to The Wolf and Out. Uh, remember, there's no bonus episode. If you'd like to get in touch, please do email us on wolfoutpod at gmail.com. Uh, Tom, enjoy yeah. your holiday. I'm saying Thank that for you. the benefit of the podcast, sisters, because I have no doubts that I'll be speaking to you while you're away. Uh, uh, I love you, brother. Take care, everybody. Love you. Bye-bye. Peace, 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 peace.